Hello, this is our first podcast of the years with Mr. King from A208. Hello. So our first question for you is, since you've been here for many years, wondered how Mason High School has changed in the last four years. Well, the biggest and best change is that it's become a lot more diverse. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean the ethnicities and you know countries around the world that people have come from and have knowledge about different skin colors uh, different experiences Mm -hmm. so it's a much better place it was fine then but just everybody was pretty much the same back then you know same kind of experiences you know suburban um white, um, you know, some blue-collar, some agricultural, some Mm -hmm. professional, but still pretty much uh, homogenous. Yeah. Um, So I guess, like, the next question that we have is, um, you said you've been teaching for a really long time, but how exactly did you get into it? And I do think that you do teach English, right? So what made you interested in teaching English specifically? Well... I always liked reading, but I wasn't interested in teaching English, Mm -hmm. even though I liked reading and writing. So I was in college studying communication. I thought I wanted to be a TV personality, Mm -hmm. and then I wanted to get married. And my wife said, I'm afraid you won't be able to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't my wife at the time, but she Mm -hmm. is now. Anyway, so then I needed to find a major where I could right. find a job because I, I don't think I was going to really make it in the TV business. Mm-hmm. So I chose education. I could only teach speech and health. That's it because I liked public speaking and I liked sports and health and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I found Mason. They hired me even though I couldn't teach English. They actually needed a speech teacher. And so one of the reasons I've stayed here for 40 years is because I am grateful. Mm -hmm. I had one interview. The superintendent actually excused me from the interview because I didn't have English certification. And then right at the last minute, he said, wait a minute. Go down to the high school and talk to the principal. Maybe he knows more than I do. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it wasn't an English position. It was speech. So I've stayed here the whole time. Right, so then how did you transition from speech and teaching that to English? Well, I taught a public speaking class for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I never taught health. But my friends told me, you better go back to school and get certified to teach English because you could get rift, Mm -hmm. reduction in force, you know. And so I did. And I've gained confidence in the English teaching over the years. I've... I feel good about it now, (laughs) but I wasn't ready. I mean, I was 22, so your brain doesn't fully develop till you're 26. I needed those extra four years. (laughs) Do you guys have And another question we had was, what is something that being a teacher for this long has changed your perspective on? Well... Being patient and understanding how long it takes for human beings to mature, to find their niche, Mm -hmm. 
I am so more, much more laid back now grade-wise. I pretty much teach ungraded courses mm -hmm. if the students will cooperate with me. <laughs> if you can get them interested in learning, right. then you don't really have to grade them. Mm -hmm. Are they reading? Are they progressing? Are they learning? You know, so I'm just a lot more patient and a lot less teacher-centered, I think, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because after all, it is the student you know that has something at stake right. and you can't force somebody to do it mm -hmm. you know so just seeing the value now in every person no matter whether they you know whether they like school or you know not even these days I don't even mind that much if they don't treat me well I have students that mistreat me and I find that if I love them even more it's kind of incredible that they kind of come around and just accept their anger, accept their lateness to class, accept their missing school all the time, accept their uh, kind of attitude towards me, and pretty soon they, <laughs> I, I kind of have them on my side, mm -hmm. you know, by just loving them and accepting them for who they are, period. Right. So I'm kind of more like a just carer of people now than I am a lecturer a teacher you know yeah I think definitely as a student I, I really value that that's something I really <laughs> respect just because like I don't know whenever you go to classes and stuff I feel like sometimes it just gets really stressful and the teachers don't understand what the students are going through but hearing someone like you say that makes me feel really happy well we're kind of asked to teach that way now yeah you know and it was no problem for me because I lean that way anyhow mm -hmm. I mean, my dad was a, a minister, and I grew up watching him care for people. And he wasn't home much, you know, but I got, I got that from him, you know. Right. That's just what he did for a living. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and you also um, teach or lead the Words of the Wild class? Yeah, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. The principal, <laughs> you know, asked us all, do you have any ideas for some course you want to teach? Because the state raised the graduation requirements to 22 credits oh. and I had just enough time to write up this idea uh, I was thinking of it as a like you would get English credit for it mm -hmm. and they didn't go for that but they did go for an elective that focuses on reading and writing about nature so for 22 years I've just been loving my job even more <laughs> And then after I'd taught it for three, four years, we bought this land yeah. adjoining a 120-acre park with mm -hmm. two lakes, two streams, 64 different species of native trees. I mean, so I'm, I always love nature, and now I get mm -hmm. to teach it. Right. Didn't even have to get certified in it because we do it through the English elective. And I've always tried to keep it about 50% reading and writing. Mm -hmm. And so we do the fishing and we do identification of species and stuff, but mostly we write in our journal and mm -hmm. read poems and share our own work. And so it's, it is an English elective. And I hope when I retire that whoever takes it over keeps it that way. Well, what is the name of your blog again? Humans of Mason High. Well, I just wanted to commend you on the title, Humans of Mason High, and just the work that you do to just 
ask people questions about their life and who they are. I think that when I saw your email, I thought, wow, I'd like to do that, just because that's pretty neat that that group exists. So, uh, Groups like yours, that's another reason that I just stay here year after year after year. It's such a positive place to be around. It's always exciting. There's lots of love and caring and friendliness and just just seeing people like you reach out to you know their lonely peers and you know make people feel comfortable I just I don't like the real world right. <laughs> uh, I like a school you know and people like you that are in this club that's that's what makes it really special it's kind of scary out there but yeah. it's not very scary in here because People seem to understand that life is very hard. There's a lot of support around here, so thank you for coming up with this idea. No, thank you so much thank for agreeing to interview. <laughs>